How many times have we done that where there's been a problem or a circumstance or a situation that was actually a God-given opportunity? And I just saw it as a pain. And I just saw it as a, one of those circumstances to moan about. <laughs> and I just saw it as life. But God had put on my plate an opportunity to trust him an opportunity to land an impossible. But I was just not on that wavelength. I want to help you understand there are opportunities all around us, all the time, to land the impossible. And maybe if we could start to see them more, we might step into them rather than send them away. Cool with that? Good. Uh, how do we send away opportunities to land the possible? I was thinking about this. I was like, how, what, how might I send away those opportunities to land the impossible? Uh, and I thought of four things that, that perhaps we've done, I've done, that maybe don't help us, and they are these. Acceptance, anger, apathy, and abdication. I'm going to explain those to you. Number one, the first thing we can do to miss out on an opportunity to land the impossible is what I call acceptance. Acceptance is this, where we, we just say... Oh, it's just life. It's just what happens. It, nothing will change. It's just we, instead of taking our circumstance and our challenge and our problem and believing that God can turn it into something miraculous and an opportunity, we just go, oh, it's just life. We accept it. I'm just always going to be this way. I'm just always going to have this illness. I'm just always, it's just the way my family is. It's just the way my community is. It's just the way Cabra Heath is. It's just hard, hard place. It's just always going to be. And what we do is we come to a place of acceptance instead of challenging it. The moment we just accept, the moment we just accept it, we've missed the opportunity. Does that, does that make sense? We, we're, we're not going to land the impossible if we just accept that that's what is. And so acceptance, now Gideon did this. I was thinking of Gideon, and you know how Gideon, um, it, he, the Bible tells us about Gideon, that before God came and called him to be a great leader and a great judge of the people of Israel, here's what he, the Bible tells us he was doing. He was threshing wheat in a wine press. Threshing wheat in a wine press. What, what was going on here? The Midianites, they were the baddies, okay? They were um, uh, oppressing the Israelites and stealing all their food. And so Gideon, what he was doing, he had taken the wheat and he had left the place where you would press the wheat and he had taken it into the wine press where you wouldn't expect him to be with the wheat to press the wheat in the wine press, okay? Now, now what was he doing here? He was being clever, he was finding a way around the problem, but he wasn't challenging the problem. He'd just come to accept, I'm just going to have to hide. I'm just going to have to hide and thresh wheat here because I can't do it there. And he'd come to a place of acceptance. It's just, this is what it is. This is the way it is. Gideon, great hero of the faith, struggled with acceptance. In fact, it took God to come and show him the bigness that he actually was. It, came, it took God to come to him and reveal something to him for him to go, oh, I, I can challenge the status quo. I, I can challenge this circumstance. I can challenge the Midianites. Yes, you can, because I'm with you. But up until the point God came, he was accepting. It is what it is. 
Have you ever said that? Oh, it just it is what it is. It's just life. This just happens. And maybe when you've said that, you're sending away another opportunity to land an impossible. Okay, number two, exception. Number two, anger. <laughs> Often the same opportunity to land the impossible is also the very same opportunity to get angry at God and complain. All right? Think about it. A circumstance happens that you didn't see coming, a difficulty, a trial, a challenge, and it comes to your door and your initial reaction is to go, God, why is this happening to me? That's not fair. You said I'd be blessed. You said I'd be well. You said you had a good plan for me. And we get angry at God. We're God, how could you possibly let this happen? And in our anger at God, we may sometimes miss that God allows things in our lives to prove and to test our faith. And they may just be an opportunity to land an impossible thing. Does that make sense? Sometimes the very thing we're angry at God for is a gift from God to cause us to live bigger. To live bigger. Job got angry at God, <laughs> understandably. Like stuff was difficult for Job. And Job was determined to praise and worship God in his trial, but he was frustrated like crazy. When I read Job, I read a man, a human being, who is struggling to cope with a just tragedy after tragedy determining to praise God, but wrestling with God and saying, God, how could you, how, how is it that, that all my friends that don't honor you seem to have life to the full? And here I am trying to honor you and everything's been stripped away from me. And he's struggling with this and he's angry and he's wrestling and he's fighting with God over this. And God does this incredible thing at the end where God comes in and gives him a great revelation and then blesses him. But at first... Job can't see any possibility in it whatsoever that anything is going to work out good. In fact, several times he uses words like, if only I'd not been born. Just, he just cannot consider how maybe in all of this tragedy, God is above it and there's possibility in it. And maybe it's like that for you sometimes. Maybe you're in a circumstance that's so dark and so despairing you can't possibly see that there could be anything good that could come from it. But even there, there's possibility. The third one is apathy. I was thinking about apathy. I can't. Uh, 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 apathy is a, an absolute lack of motivation and uh, I can't be bothered. Apathy is... Well, what's the point? Elijah had, had this incredible victory over the prophets of Baal. And he, and he had this incredible victory where God had shown himself to be powerful. And God had done an incredible miracle. And then Jezebel gives a threat. Right? Jezebel's the nasty queen. Jezebel gives a threat. 
Elijah is then intimidated and scared, and he runs into the wilderness, and he's sat under a tree, and he's saying to God, what's the point, God? What's the point? God comes to Elijah, and he says, I I want you to go and uh, anoint my servant Elisha, and and he begins to give him a number of instructions, because... (laughs) What Elijah doesn't know is that God's still got an incredible purpose and a plan, and God's going to land some really impossible things through him. But in that moment, in that time, he's lost all energy, all motivation, all he's just not bothered, and he's just like, take me home now, God. Take me home now. Have we ever reached a place in your spirit where you're like, come into church, you still believe God, but you just don't feel like you've got anything about you? Just about God. Do you know what I'm saying? Just and you're in danger of missing an opportunity for God to do something miraculous if you stay there. We'll all get there. The challenge is don't stay there. Don't stay under the tree. In apathy, we can miss the opportunity to land the impossible and we can send it away. Abdication is the fourth one. To abdicate something is to give up your responsibility, hand it to somebody else. Moses would say, when God came to call him, send someone else, didn't he? Do you remember that? God, don't send me, please send someone else. Moses had no idea about the impossibles that God was about to land, did he? I mean, you know the story. There were about, well, there were at least 10 impossibles just with Pharaoh himself, let alone crossing the Red Sea, the miracles in the wilderness, the amount of things God was about to land through Moses' life, and he almost missed it through abdication. He almost missed it by going, that's for somebody else, not for me. Oh, now this is something I think many Christians do. We all do to some degree. Where we go, that's not, that's not me, that's someone else. If they do it, it will be blessed. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll cheer them on, I'll, I'll, I'll finance it, I'll, I'll pray for it, but it's for them. And what we might be doing, what we might be in danger of doing is abdicating what God is actually putting on us, giving it to somebody else, and, and they will get blessed but we're missing out on opportunity to land the impossible by saying it's not, it's not for me. I, I, I say you've got to be in it to win it. Actually, I don't say that. Del Boy says that. You've got to be in it to win it, haven't you? But what we do is we abdicate uh, uh, because maybe there's something in us. Maybe the, the devil's planted a seed, a lie in us that says you're not good enough. Maybe the enemy's sown a seed that says you're not up to it, you're inadequate. And we believe it. And in believing the lie, we send away the opportunity. We abdicate responsibility. We say that's for somebody else. And we miss God's... Imagine what Moses would have missed out on if God had said, yeah, all right then. If God had said, oh, all right then. Clearly I made a mistake. (laughs) Clearly I'm God, but I'm fallible. Clearly I made a mistake. Moses, you're the wrong person. And he'd moved on. Imagine the amount of things Moses would have missed out on. And then imagine this for you, when God comes to you, if you abdicate what you might just be missing out on. So many opportunities for God to land the impossible. This is why I have such a passion for church and the house of God. Uh, Let me tell you this. 
It's just not because it's my job. Believe me. I make church services a priority in my life. Because I don't want to miss out. Because I know the moment I don't go would be the moment God does something or says something. And I want to be there for that, right? So, So save being sick or being actually on a holiday. This is a rock in my diary. Sunday morning. Somebody came to me and said, uh, Mike, um, I haven't seen you for a while. Do you want to go out out for breakfast with me on a Sunday morning? I'd be saying, "Mm, sorry, but I could do Saturday morning or I could go out for lunch with you or I could go out for it, but you're not moving that rock in my diary. For me, I don't want to miss out. I said, possibly that God lands the impossible on that morning that I'm not there. So as far as I possibly can, this for me is a rock in my diary. Why? Because I don't want to send away a God-given opportunity to land the impossible. I, I think there is a little bit of a culture in the world today where, where services, Sunday services, are kind of like take it or leave it, you know? A little bit like, I'll go if I can. Or, uh, statistics actually show that most people now go to church one in every three Sundays. Did you know that? That's the stats now. The stats are one in every three, most people. That's not my stat. As far as I possibly can, I'm in the house of God. It's my priority. It's my rock. It's where I am. It's my house. You're my family. And I want to be here. And I want to land the impossible with you. So don't abdicate. Don't pass it on to somebody else. Don't think you're not significant here. Don't think your presence is not needed. Don't think that your calling isn't significant. Don't think that it's okay because Kai's here, so everything will be taken care of. Please don't think because Ali's here, they don't need my prayers because she prays some good prayers, right? Please don't think, please don't abdicate and think, oh, I'm not that important. You are important. And when you're here and when you're invested and when you're in and when you're sowing and when you're praying and when you're giving and when you're listening and when you're encouraging, you are creating the opportunity to land the impossible. That you're just not going to get when you're not. Is that a nice encouragement? I, I hope it is. Now the good news is, while the disciples almost missed it, Jesus gave them some revelation at just the right time. He called them to see a higher plane of faith to overcome those present troubles. So those disciples nearly missed, but Jesus was there. And Jesus is here today. And he's saying... Spot the opportunity. You know that thing you're thinking about right now in your life that you just thought was life. You know that thing you've been complaining at God about. You know that thing you've been passing off to somebody else. You know that thing. That's your opportunity. That's your thing. That's my, I want to land the impossible there. Don't pass it away. Don't send it away. That thing you're thinking of right now, this is your opportunity to land an impossible. Isn't that cool? I'm going to give you three tips on how to spot an opportunity to land the impossible. Number one, there's an opportunity to land the impossible when you feel that you've reached the end of you. When you feel like you've reached the end of you, that's a great opportunity. Now, now here's what you'll likely do in the flesh. You'll go, time to give up. Yeah? You'll go, 
See, I wasn't good enough. You'll say, see, I am inadequate. Or, in the spirit, you'll say, God, where the end of me is, the beginning of you. This is where you now take over. This is where you begin. I tell you, I've been praying so much this year. I prayed more than I have done probably in my whole Christian life this year. I've made prayer real um, discipline in my week and in my life in a way that I've not done before. And it's because of actually this, because I felt like in 12, 13 years of leadership in this church, I've reached the end of me. Probably I've had more revelation of that this year than any year gone by. It's just like I literally have run out. I'm at the end of me. God, if you don't now do something... Now, we could all say, right, time to resign, Pastor Mike. Because I did think that, vulnerably, honestly. Maybe I'm done. But then Jesus came in. So, where you end, I take over. Isn't that good? So, has your resources run out? Has your talent failed to achieve the breakthrough? Do you feel too small for the task? Have you run out of ideas? (laughs) Have you run out of ideas? Do you feel like, ah, I'm not up to this? Maybe you've just spotted an opportunity for God to land the impossible. Isn't that cool? Okay. God may have just allowed you to reach the end of you so that he can begin. Now's the time to choose the path of the impossible whenever you're presented with a limiting factor. Whenever you're presented with some of this, you thought it was sent to limit you. God's saying, no, no, no. I I always want to show my glory through you. Number two, second t- the second tip to spotting an opportunity to land the impossible is when you're hit with a circumstance that is out of your control. When you're hit with a circumstance that's out of your control, that is either an opportunity in the flesh to have a good moan at God, to get angry at him, to get frustrated, and to go, well, that's it, see, I told you. Or in the spirit... <laughs> This is an opportunity to go, nothing's impossible for you, God. You are in control. You are sovereign. You are above this. This might be out of my control, but it's in your hands, firmly in your hands. This is where faith takes over. Here we go. Are you facing a restrictive illness? Have you lost your job? Have you been hit with a bill you can't pay? Are you struggling to overcome something that's controlling you? Let me tell you, then you're a door of opportunity. You thought it was the end. No, no, no. It's an opportunity. You thought, you thought God's let you down. No, no, no. You're at a landing, you're at the door to a land in the impossible is what you're at. You thought you're just a worse Christian than everybody else. No, no, no. We all stand at this door from time to time. And there's an opportunity to land the impossible. God may have just put a sea in front of you to teach you that he can split the sea. 
on your behalf. Number three, third, third time is this. When God is speaking and what he's asking you to do is bigger than you. How to spot an opportunity to land an impossible. When God is speaking to you and it's too big for you. You see, if God spoke to you and it was perfectly possible and perfectly within your control and perfectly within your talent and perfectly easy to do, then what glory would go to God and what supernatural would be needed? And that's just not the way the kingdom works. God always asks us to do something that would honestly make our head explode. <laughs> Have you seen that emoji, the one where the, literally the sculpt lifts off and the brain comes out? It's, that's, that's when God speaks, right? <laughs> you can check it out. It's, a, it's, it's like mind blown, okay? Mind blown. When God speaks, it will always be beyond you. It will always stretch you. It will always be too big for you. It'll always, that's usually a sign to say, yeah, that's God. And there's an opportunity here to land the impossible. Now, in the flesh, here's what you're going to do. You're going to go, oh, I haven't got that much money. I haven't got that much talent. I can't do that, God. In the flesh, we're going to go, oh, that's definitely for Amy. Because she just seems to float through life on water like, like nothing phases her, doesn't she? There, that's definitely for Amy. No, no, no. No, it's for you. I always remember when I was a, just a very young youth leader, just begun. And uh, Simon was mentoring me at the time. And I remember going to Simon and Simon saying to me, Mike, you've got to have a vision. Like, you've got to have a, an idea of where this is going. Right? Uh, come back to me next week and give me a, a, some form of idea of where you want this to go. Give me a vision. Give me something to, to get behind. Oh, all right, then. Sorry, a little bit of a work on it. I go back to him. I said, oh, I'm believing in five years' time, there's going to be 50 young people in our youth group. Well, Ali's laughing because she knows exactly what Simon would say to that. You go, Mike, that's rubbish. <laughs> you could do that. In five, he said, you could do that in two years. In fact, you could put on an event next week, make a really good prize, and there'll be 50 kids in the room, right? You can do that. Think bigger. Live bigger. That's what he would say to me. Oh, right, right, I'll go back. And he just kept encouraging me to go, believe and dream of things that are beyond you. And then you got the opportunity to land the impossible. And, and, and he taught me that from the very beginning. He still lives it today. You know Simon. He still lives it today. He, he, his feet might not be on the earth very much, but you know him. <laughs> he thinks big, believes big, stretches big, scares us sometimes. Because that's how God's wired him. But may his example to us cause us to live a bit bigger dream a bit bigger and believe this to happen. So when God is speaking to you, and maybe God is speaking to you, he's saying to you, he's calling you to something. Calling you to something. Or maybe he's calling you to give up something or do something sacrificial. Maybe he's calling you into something deeper that you've not done before. Something that scares you and makes you think, oh no, maybe you can either send away the opportunity or see it as an opportunity to land the impossible. So there you go. Three tips for landing the impossible. Number one was how to spot an opportunity when you feel you've reached the end of you. When you're hit with a circumstance out of your control. 
Or when God is speaking and the thing he's asking is bigger than you, you know you're at the doorway of an opportunity to land the impossible. Maybe we don't land the impossible so much because we miss the opportunities. Just like our old disciples, we just watch them go away. God, quieten her down, quieten her down. She's bugging us. God, send them away to get food, or you feed them. So easy to do, isn't it? So easy to miss. Here's what I want you to do. Change your language and expectation from, I have a problem, to I have an opportunity to see God at work. Could you do that? Could you just change your language? Could you stop saying, oh, I've got a problem? Could you start saying, I've got an opportunity? Is it, is it uh, forgive me, because this is not in my notes, and I'm just going from memory, but is it not in the book of James where he says, consider it pure joy, brothers and sisters, when you are faced with a trial? Doesn't he say that? James is the master in that verse of transforming a problem into an opportunity. He's saying, you could choose to look at it this way, but I'm going to look at it this way. God's on the move. God could be doing something now of the miraculous. There's an opportunity in this madness. God is at work. Tell me this. Is there any circumstance or any situation you could face in your life that God is limited in in any way? No. So in every trial and in every circumstance and in everything you face and in everything you're doing, choose to believe God. Choose to have faith. Choose to believe there's an opportunity, even if you're Job or Gideon or Moses, and you, you're like, yeah, they're like me. I just feel like this morning, those, those guys have come alongside us like those age-old mentors, and they've said, yeah, I was there too. But God landed the impossible for me, and he can do it for you too. If Moses was on the stage today, I think that's what he'd say, wouldn't he? He'd have, probably have a more impressive beard than me. But he'd say, yeah, I, I nearly abdicated as well. If Gideon were on the stage today, he'd say, yeah, I, I, I just accepted that that was life. I thought that was just it. I thought that was my lot. But God proved me wrong. If Job was on the stage today, he'd say, I nearly gave up. I was sorely tested. But God was there. God came through. These old characters speak as loudly today in 2019 to us in our generation, don't they? Did you get something from the message this morning? You feel stirred? Have you got an opportunity around you at the moment? Have you got something you're going, God, I want you to land the impossible here? Have you, is, is God speaking to you and stirring you? Come on then, let's stand together as a church and let's pray. I raise a hallelujah.